0: So was she excommunicated? Is that a thing that happens? No,
1: no, no. (laughs) You graduated from Columbiana. Mm -hmm. You were a clipper. Mm -hmm. What'd you do in school?
2: I did lots of stuff. I did softball, volleyball, academic challenge, envirothon.
1: What year did you graduate? In
2: 2003.
1: And then you went straight to Kent State University? I did. What did you do? So you've been at St. E's Labor and Delivery since 2013. Mm Mm-hmm were you in school before that?
2: I was and then I did my RN to BSN in like 2015.
1: So you were married to 2017. Mhm. Did was he a high school sweetheart?
2: We met at it was Wedgwood then, but our pizza place. Did you work there? Yes. Mm-hmm. You worked there? I did. Oh, hey, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Do you know Ooh. the secret recipe Remember
1: from Redwood? Wedgwood I yeah. like there. I feel I like we're pizza. mortal enemies now.
0: <gasps> Why?
1: Because she worked at Pizza Hut. Exactly. I was at I, Pizza
0: Hut. Forever. I did
2: too. You did too? I did for a little bit.
0: Okay, well, then we're not
2: <laughs> with Hope. One time she threw ranch dressing everywhere. I will never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> like a whole stack of them. Oh, like purposefully
0: <laughs> through. Because yeah. mm-hmm. she was angry. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay,
2: wait. I
1: can't. When was India? 2020? Mm-hmm. Who's Lindsay Sterling?
2: You guys don't know Lindsay Sterling.
1: I don't, but I am discovering all sorts. I am going to blow lately. your
2: mind right now. Ooh, um, you will love her. She is a violin player, and she was on like one of those shows, and actually like failed on the show. Oh, like, she missing X an arm or something? Like one of those you like want to be a shows. rock star? Was and your then violin? she started doing violin to like video games and like video game soundtracks But she has both arms. Yes, yeah, she has both arms. <laughs> These conversations are already so interesting. <laughs> um, I haven't even been, had all my coffee yet. It is phenomenal. Okay. I splurged and got front row seats. To, I'm gonna <gasps> just play a little bit of a no song way. Of um, she is such a talented violin player and dancer. She was in. I saw her in Cleveland, like right on the water.
1: Did you have to get tickets like the second they went online? Yes.
2: To get front row. Yes. She's incredible. Did you bring Luke to the concert? Luke did not exist yet. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. She's amazing.
0: There's this violinist who has one arm. I thought maybe you were talking about her. Anyways. <laughs> it's going to be great.
1: So
0: You're going to be a great podcast.
1: I feel Thanks. like you're so
0: well-spoken. Your life has been just full of adventures, stories and adventures and things you've learned and taken from... The highs and the lows, and that's a life well lived, learning and growing. And um, speaking of concerts, did you know that Maverick City is traveling this summer with Kirk Franklin? Oh my gosh! <laughs> and maybe that's just me. That's like,
1: <sighs>
0: are they For coming close? Out.
2: Cleveland and Pittsburgh. I love me
0: some Kirk Franklin.
2: Um, my dad just picked up my airstream out of storage <gasps> yesterday from the Campfield Fair. Stop! So excited it's home. <laughs> So, do you have plans? Uh, Of course, I have plans. (laughs) Where's the first stop? Where are we Uh, going? Actually, the first stop is very close. I'm going to Beaver Creek State Park.
1: Are those the silver ones? Yes. Yes. Silver They're
2: so beautiful.
0: Do you have plans like further?
2: Yes. So, I worked as a travel nurse for two years, and one of the doctors that I know invited me i'm not sure if i'm gonna do this yet but she invited me to the oregon coast she's there for four months i have my next vacation week is in may and she has an extra bedroom where she is so she invited me to come stay out there and she used a donor also and has a one-year-old girl i got to be there when she delivered i was the baby nurse for the delivery so we communicate often
0: yes that's so cool Mm
1: -hmm. you ready
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they grab. I uh, know.
2: Like, what? What'd you say? <laughs> I think that was 2011. She's changing like uh, marriage dates. She's changing. <laughs> we were engaged forever. How long so were it's you married? Confusing to me. I think it was 2011. I think that's the only thing that I've said wrong so far.
0: <laughs> it feels late, and this is a morning podcast. I'm yawning and. Ooh. oh yesterday morning
2: i walked into recovery room and there's this like super anxious dad standing there and the first thing he said me he was like how much money do you make per hour and i was like oh. not enough to deal with this conversation at uh-huh. <laughs> I was
0: like, what? wow um no sir i was like no we're not that good of friends yet <laughs> okay
2: they're all my financials wake up till 9, you. so this is perfect that it's for 4- 9 a.m
1: okay Welcome, Shine Podcast listeners. It's Eliza. It's Catherine, and we are here with the beautiful, lovely, delightful Ellen Frost. Yeah, thanks for coming, Ellen. It's thanks for having me. This. It's top of the day.
0: Oh yeah, Happy some Saint of Patrick's us have Day green on today, and some of us don't. Don't pinch me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so celebratory.
1: You guys I'm a, celebratory too. It's a holiday. I'm
0: celebratory in my heart. You don't look like it. You have black on. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I do I do know about St. Patrick, though. I know the history and the story. Sometime today, I will drink or eat something that's green. We're making haluski for dinner. Is it green? And soda bread. No, put a green
1: dye in it. It's white, (laughs) it's very white. Yes, (laughs) it's very white, like me. Maybe you put food coloring in, anyhow. Ellen was born and raised in Columbian, Ohio. She vividly remembers a few years at Lisbon Montessori. Why are you shaking your head? That's just amazing. I want to go to Montessori, and I
0: also have, I want to have memories from being two. All of those things I want to have experienced.
1: Her older sisters were there, and she begged to go. But she graduated from Columbiana High School. She was involved in softball, volleyball, Academic Challenge, in the
2: Envirothon. Yes, what is you that did. You just, like pick up plastic bottles everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> no, save the environment. Um, it's a science club, and you go every year. There is a, like a meet where you do all kinds of things. Like we learned all kinds of things about topography and soil, plants, animals, and um, you'd go all over the state of Ohio. Children would come like teams from schools and meet, and you'd do like a survey, answer questions, and then they would score it and get back to you. Dan Vargo started it. I think when I was a freshman in high school, we were the first group of kids to do it. And then um, my sister, Colleen, does it now with high school students.
1: After high school, Ellen got her, she got an associate's in business from Kent State Salem and then later went back to school and got a bachelor of science for nursing at Kent State University. She was married for eight years to a workplace romance (laughs) that led into a long engagement and an eight-year marriage, which unfortunately ended in divorce. Ellen's been a registered nurse for St. E's Labor and Delivery since October 2013. How many babies have you helped deliver?
2: This week, 15. In the last three days. Oh, no, I meant since 2013. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I was going to say, multiply. But we mm. deliver about 300 babies a month, so usually 10 babies a day. Wow. Bringing those since babies Since 2013. Into the world. And I've gotten to help with lots of people at the church, Marta and Greg's grandson. I got to be there. Hope, I got to be a nurse like the following day after she delivered. Their last baby.
0: Um, Were you around for Megan at all? Megan,
2: mm-hmm. All kinds of babies in the church. I love it. Other ones, too. I can't remember everyone's names, but Carly. Mm -hmm. I got to be there with one of her babies.
0: (laughs) Sam and Trudy.
1: (laughs) Although her marriage ended in divorce in 2017, Ellen has a very interesting story about her journey becoming a mother. She's the mother
2: of Luke, who is 14 months old. Tell us about Luke. So I struggled with infertility for about 11 years. My ex-husband and I saw reproductive gynecology um, here in Boardman-Camfield area in Akron. And then we also went to the Cleveland Clinic Fertility Center in Beechwood. We did many IUIs um, that unfortunately did not work. And then... I went to, if anyone is struggling with infertility, specifically, I have polycystic ovarian syndrome. I went to a physician's assistant with Dr. Koulianis' office in Boardman, and she did lots of testing. I have two clotting disorders, and I have very low progesterone. So I needed oral medications, injections, blood thinners, lots of things. And actually... I prayed about it a lot um, while I was on the mission trip in India. And one thing that really helped me is how many women there were struggling to get pregnant. Because a lot of times before um, the event that Jacob hosted, we would pray for people before or like at a lunch break or dinner. And so many people came and prayed like that they wanted to conceive a child also while I was there I had a lot of people and that could not speak very much English like touching my belly like I don't know if they thought because I was chubby I was already pregnant <laughs> or or what oh but it was very very spiritual for me and very mm-hmm. like I don't know like I think in my head like I was like I'm praying for all these people but I was also praying for myself at the same time that I really wanted a child and I used a donor to conceive Luke. He is a dream come true. He is very happy, a very ornery, wonderful child, just starting to talk a little bit. He's very fun. My heart is so full. He's grown up so fast. Yes. Gosh. My donor is seven foot tall. He's an engineer, played college basketball, Lucas three feet tall and he's fourteen months. Oh my <laughs> so. Lord. He's so big. So he's already I'm five foot four, so he's already like getting up there close to my waist. (laughs) My mom is a little bit shorter than me and she's my main babysitter. And it's so funny when she's carrying him. I think she's probably like five, two. He just looks so big. But he is such a blessing, such a gift from God. I am so grateful for him. Mm -hmm. Ellen's been at the Upper Room since
1: 2017. Jonathan Perkins invited her to come when she was in a dark place after her divorce. And she's been with us ever since. And as she mentioned, she went on the short-term mission trip to India in 2020, Mm -hmm. January, right before COVID hit, said it was a life-changing experience and encourages all of you to consider going on a short-term mission trip. Mm -hmm.
2: What made you decide to do that trip? Honestly, I was just in a good place. This might not have been the right reason, but I was in a good place financially from travel nursing. So it's always something that I had wanted to do. I was just like, how do I fund this? And if you are considering a mission trip, the church is extremely helpful in funding that. Marta Aker helped me with that. With the Missions Council? Correct, with the Missions Council. with So if it's something you're thinking about, reach out to people for support because I'm sure the church, I'm sure other church members would consider. I would consider helping someone go on a mission trip because it was such a life-changing experience mm-hmm. for me. It was a little overwhelming being with all pastors. I mean, it was a very almost all pastors. Chuck went, um, Greg, Bruce, like people that were very, very solid in their faith. Lisa LeBon, who was just a perfect match for that mission trip with going to the children's home for the deaf and mute and communicating with them and just communicating with sign language and the language barrier. It just like you just saw God working every day. Carrie did. Carrie is not a pastor, but he is also very strong in his faith. So it was just wonderful to be Surrounded by those people. Ellen loves gardening, indoors and outdoors.
1: Camping, she just got her airstream back to her house and is springifying it. What do you do with campers after the winter? What do you call that? It's
2: still winterized, oh. and I'm not gonna undo that because you know it's Ohio, it could be like five <laughs> degrees or 70 Snow degrees <laughs> <know>. any day.
1: <laughs> she loves hiking, traveling, yoga. She did a sprint <clears throat> travel on at the Salem Community Center. So thanks for coming today. You're so courageous. All of your travels and I've been all over. I taught English tab. in South
2: Korea in Seoul for my business degree for a um, an internship. The summer 2006, I lived in Seoul. I appreciate how.
0: I mean, maybe you don't feel fear, but if you do feel fear, it's really difficult to tell that you would ever be afraid of anything just because you're always out doing what you want to do. And I feel like that's why your life is so amazing. There's so many like beautiful adventures and travels. I feel like normally we really keep ourselves from these types of things. But you seem just so fearless to me.
2: I think that is just like innate in you when you're like a child. Because my dad said I've been that ever since I was tiny.
0: Well, then you're just amazing being you then. Because I feel like that's a breath of fresh air, especially in a woman. It's like, I'm just going to go do this. I'm going to go here, do that, try this out. I'm going to go to Seoul. I'm going to go to India.
2: Travel nursing was interesting. I didn't know that there were places in the U.S. where you like lose service and have to use maps still. Oh. I was like what is happening? <laughs> and my pug is not a good co-pilot at all. Like especially like national parks you pretty much lose service because of mountains. I'm sure you guys know. You go out to Colorado. I don't know how much service you lose out there. But like Wyoming for me driving to Washington I was like oh no. Thank goodness my dad made me take an Alice with me. Uh huh. I'm
1: not a good co-pilot or navigator so that, I'm never in charge of that part.
2: <laughs> of mm. travel. <laughs> One thing that was really cool about the mission trip that like just still gets me to this day, we kept, I feel like without communicating with each other, like the same Bible verses, like several times, like Carrie and I chose the same Bible verses to read. I uh, like different things. I still think about that and it just like blows my mind. Huh. Just the Holy Spirit yes yeah just coming together mm-hmm. it Just that was so special
0: bringing one message yes with, with a bunch of people and so good s- i love when he does that
2: and then sometimes carrie would be like you read my verse and i was oh. like we were supposed to talk about it today <laughs> <laughs> he was like I gotta read the same one <laughs> or just hammer that message in <laughs> i can
1: totally see carrie saying that you read my yes
2: <laughs> so ellen tell us who
1: or what turned your light on
2: I have always, I mean, I was raised, my grandparents, we went to Western Reserve Baptist Church. I believe now it's Victory Church on Western Reserve and Sherritt Road. So I went there from a very young age. Like I went to Sunday school. I was baptized as a teenager. I took classes for that. So I feel like that light has very much been there. Like both sets of grandparents. My grandparents in Columbiana went to the Lutheran Church in Columbia. So I did go there occasionally. So I've always had like a good footing in faith. But... But honestly, my divorce brought me back to church with Jonathan reaching out to me and inviting me to come to the upper room. But I also just feel like I didn't click with the church until I got to the upper room. The music at the beginning, I feel like life is so busy and we're always just like on the go or have this list of things to do. And it's really a time where I can be present and kind of shut other things off really devote time to God and praising through song and then the message. And I feel like sometimes people are always like, where's Luke? And I'm like, can pay attention if Luke is at home <laughs> with his grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> and he did go to the nursery for the first time. Monica encouraged me put him in mean, and he loved it. He did just fine. <laughs> um, so I will do that moving forward, but everything kind of just clicked here. I feel like in 2017, I feel like a lot of times when you want to come back to God and and really focus and pay attention is when you're going through a very difficult time. I have a wavering to just remind me of the ups and downs in life. Mm. When you're down, there's lots of people who will help you get back up to where you need to be. Mm. And church was definitely like that. Friends at work, colleagues, like family, everybody. Were you involved with church after High school, you know, um, when you're out
1: from your parents' house.
2: I wasn't, and I think that's one thing that was missing in our marriage. As I was a Christian and he was not, we went for like Christmas and Easter, but we really weren't involved in a church. So that was definitely missing from my life. After I started coming to the Upper Room, I've also gone to. They have a women's night the first Tuesday of every month. Um, it's Where's on that? Route 14. I'm not sure if it's Damascus Friends. Might be. Okay. Damascus, yeah. But several people I worked with encouraged me to go to that. And I do go to that occasionally. If I work, I can't go. Um, And I've also gone on a few women's retreats with Mm -hmm. church groups that have been wonderful from other churches. And same thing, to actually like shut off your to-do list and all the extra things and focus and pray and just read the scripture. Also taking the foundations class was very helpful to me. Not only just a focus on the values of the church, but to meet other people too. I feel like I really got close with a few people in that group, and it was a very diverse group of people that came to that. That's really class good. With Greg. Greg- and Kate came one day.
0: <laughs> I did. I came one day. <laughs> yeah.
2: Came did you one did she, day. Teach? she Yeah. Did. But I feel like Greg would be like hooping and hollering right
0: now, woo, yeah, talk about <laughs> foundations. Yes. <laughs> because, I mean, I think that we try to say it often foundations, the classes we feel is really important. Yes. To cover content that's really important to our lives, but also to make the connections. There's so many relationships that are made inside of our class times. And it's not just for the class, but it is also for the relationships. And we keep saying that, you know, community and relationship and depth and growth, we say this, is not found in the pews. It's not found shoulder to shoulder. It's found in circles. And when we get that circle time, like foundations, like our values classes, Sunday school fellowship groups, you get to know people and grow together.
1: I think it's a great place to start, too, because if you're not ready to be super vulnerable and say, hey, come on over to my house, <laughs> it's still an opportunity to gather with people in a safe place That's you can kind of get your feet wet and meet at a common place and discover, oh, we have things in common. We had Josh and Megan over for dinner last night, and Riley said, can I have a tour of your whole house? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like why sure riley but i you know so this is for you and for no one else <laughs> i wasn't oh, prepared you.
2: for you to see my mud room but yes come on in <laughs> i saw a thing yesterday a friend posted with a little child that was like if you're not interested in chaos and loud screaming do not come to my house. Yeah, (laughs) Wasn't it funny? Like you live in your house every day and you just walk by
1: things. But like, as soon as you say somebody's coming over, you start noticing everything. Like Mm -hmm. I got stuff on top of my refrigerator and that spot needs painted. If you're coming to visit me, come anytime. If you're coming to see my house, give me two weeks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like that. Anyway, foundations classes
1: are great. I said that wrong. Foundations on Wednesday nights. We're starting up a new group and anybody can join talking about disciplines of faith. And this isn't just for new
0: people. It's a good refresher. Yeah. Sometimes people feel like Foundations is just for the new people. Not true. No matter where you are, Foundations classes are for you. Sorry, that was an advertisement. Totally Moving fine. Shameless <laughs> plug. I know really. So, you felt like you were growing up in the face faith,
2: faith, not necessarily lost faith, but maybe faith on pause for Well, I a feel like bit. we like joked around about like Christmas and Easter Christians, the people that come for major holidays. Yeah but worked on Sundays or just didn't make time for a regular commitment. I can't come every Sunday. I do work occasional weekends right now. I'm a float position, so I'm actually very lucky. I work every sixth weekend. It's just so good to get into routine and come and be here and just make that time because it's hard to like the women's retreats I've gone on talked about like making like either a prayer room or if you can't have like a whole room at home, like an area where you pray. And I do have that in my bedroom, like my bedroom is very minimal, like just like my bed, Luke's pack and play and like a table and I have a prayer box. Um, when we were in India, we talked about like how we all prayed. And I found this at Mohican Lodge. And it's a prayer box. You write your prayers in it. And then you also read your Bible. So I have my Bible next to it. Read verses and pray in that spot. So just committing to time. So have you found that God's showing up for you? And Definitely. Okay. And especially the more you dive into it. Like I pray before every delivery I take care of, like every C-section, like even if it's not like out loud. But yes, definitely feel his presence. I think or we really. all do. Like all of the nurses are praying all the time, Like right, especially right before delivery. That's really That's good. That's good to know. And we work for a Catholic hospital. So we do actually have a chaplain that comes in and prays with families as well. So tell us, what lights you up? I really loved working with children, just spending time with them. Like in India, how appreciative they were of everything, that like the little things that everyone put together, like the t-shirts, the pencils, just very little things. So children and like with Luke growing up, I want to be more involved, maybe with like the nursery or things like that, just helping other people because right now I'm so appreciative of getting, like, I've only put him in the nursery one time so far, but getting that time where I can really focus. So when he's a little bit older, um, maybe spending some time with the church there.
1: Monica's listening right now. I was going to say hi, Monica. She'll have you on speed dial. (laughs) You're the best.
2: (laughs) She is. <laughs> I
0: feel like you're such a nature girl, such a nature person.
2: Okay, yeah, I was like just with God or like with likes me. But yes, I am very much outside. I grew up, I'm fourth generation on my family's tree farm. Being outside in general makes me happiest. Luke also loves to be outside. I love gardening don't think I brought any to your house, but I did bring some to Monica's and Kate's. Not last year, but the year I was pregnant with Luke, I grew sunflowers. Yes. I did seven 40-foot rows of a wow. mix of sunflowers. Um, they were amazing. Jaden
1: and I just bought a packet of sunflower seeds. So if you have advice. I bought five pounds,
2: like a huge bag. <laughs> and we I
1: think
2: have twenty. my six-year-old <laughs> niece and my uncle helped me plant them. I didn't know, like, you had to order seeds super far ahead of time. So it was just a variety, like, mix. So there were, like, very short ones, very tall ones, really vibrant colors. And um, my Uncle Bob's a photographer, and he got incredible pictures of them. But I love growing things. Right now, uh, with the weather changing, it just makes my heart so happy to be warm. Mm-hmm. I have, like, right now an amaryllis that's blooming, a kalenko that just started blooming yellow. Like, I got plants in all my windows. Can Never we have a field to trip it. to the sunflower patch? Yes. I'll need to plant it this May. So this okay. summer. Later. <laughs> yes. Got it. When do you plant those? <laughs> that year I didn't do it until June. Um, so they bloomed later, like oh, August so and I September. Still have time. But end of May is my plan for this year. Okay. okay. Text
1: me when you plant yours and then I'll get Jade and we'll go plant ours, okay. plan- our little <laughs> packet of
2: sunflowers. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'm gonna do dahlias this year too.
1: Beautiful. I I just find so much joy in flowers. Me too. planting flowers recently have gotten into it and they make me happy and i sing to them they make me slow down cuz i have to go water them by hand because my some of them my hose doesn't reach that far and so <laughs> it's like i have to stop and nurture them and take care of them and some days i feel like i'm just go 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 rush 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 and i'm like i got to take care of these little babies cuz no one will take care of them if it's not me <laughs> yeah although somebody they had fake ferns on their porch <laughs> Okay. I was like, I love that idea. I hate watering my ferns
2: that are hanging up high. It's such a pain in the butt. For hanging baskets, I highly recommend fuchsia from l and I get those every year for my mom and I. They attract hummingbirds. Mm. Too, so I also love birding. But Deal. yes, like this morning there were cardinals, bluebirds, blue jays, robins, like all kinds of stuff. And I have a really old chestnut tree outside my house. And I love seeing them. But fuchsia. Very minimal watering, and usually they'll last. I usually get them for Mother's Day, and they last from like May until September. And then you have to check them out. Little hummingbirds at your house while you have your coffee. How do you find time? You're a single
1: mom, you're working three 12 hour shifts, which even if you're only working three days, 12 hours, that takes a lot out of you. And you got to like find that energy to recharge. How do you make it a point to find that time to enjoy nature and to enjoy? Your flowers and your plants and and the birds. Because I feel like sometimes women do not do a very good job. Well, probably men too We don't do a very good job of slowing down and taking the time to enjoy nature.
2: I have my rocking chair. It's actually like a camp rocking chair, but out on my front porch. And I have a chair for Luke, too. So we go out in the morning when I let my pug, Juno, outside. So that's what we were doing this morning, watching the birds I don't know. I feel like I just grew up outside with the tree farm. And then we did go to church. But some days, um, my dad would take us hiking at Beaver Creek. And he would just talk about finding God in nature, too, and just taking that time there. So make it whenever I can.
0: But I love that really what you're saying is there were some built-in habits. You knew that you're going, you know, I know I'm going to let the dog out in the morning. So I'm going to sit down in my rocking chair While the dog's out and I'm going to look around and rest for a moment. You know what I mean? Because you can let Mm -hmm. the dog out, go back inside and keep doing all the things that you're doing in your home. And then let the dog back in. But you are saying, I take a moment, I take a seat. Or after church, this is built in. We're going to go outside and we're going to go for a walk. Creating habits
2: that push Mm -hmm. rest or push refreshing or re-energizing. It's hard to make those. I awesome haven't had a lot of time to read recently, so I've been listening to things on tape, and I just listened to Girl Stop Apologizing, and it mm-hmm. talked about half an hour increments for, like, making time, making your bed in the morning, getting up for, like, a half an hour of, like, especially, like, moms, like, a half an hour of time before your children get up for yourself, for reading, praying, like, whatever is important to you and you want to make time for. Mm-hmm. Try to make a half an hour, wake up a half an hour early and do things. Uh, Luke wakes up a half an hour early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, God bless you.
1: Tell us how you're letting your light shine in this season of your life.
2: I feel like a lot of my light is through my work. Unfortunately, I feel like with everywhere having places like we're hiring, we need help, there's a huge turnover in healthcare right now. So we have a lot of younger nurses. So precepting new nurses, teaching them things. Being a new mom, I feel like I haven't been as involved in the church as I would like to be. Foundations class, I did after Luke was born. So I was actually like feeding him a lot and that. So it's hard to focus and I know that will get easier. Like I know this is a busy season. So a lot of mine right now is I feel like through work.
1: What a privilege to get to pray for and over all those babies that are being born. 300 babies a month, they're delivering
0: Thanks for doing that. Absolutely. I love it. Really? (laughs)
2: Never a dull moment.
0: I feel like there are things that I pray for, but things that I don't even think about praying for. And so I just love that you're there in that space and you're praying for the things. But God, God has you there. How was that experience for
1: you dealing with infertility and going to work every day? (laughs) It's really hard. so many babies.
2: Especially like I feel like I did the right thing. Like I'm married. I have a good career. I got my degree. I have a home. Like I have all these things. It's very hard, especially to see situations with like drug addiction or alcohol or things like that. It tested my faith. It really did. But also like you just talk to people at our church, just like in that small group of people who has dealt with infertility or struggles or losses, miscarriages, things like that. There's just highs and lows in life and you just got to roll with them. I do feel like having a baby like now after being there for like eight, almost nine years has really helped me. Just because you can talk to a woman through a delivery, but until you've been there and feel what they're feeling completely, I feel like it's definitely made me better at my job. But it was a struggle. It was a real struggle. And I've worked with lots of coworkers who struggled with infertility also. Several girls right now are actually pregnant with IVF pregnancies who tried for years. So you're not alone. And like praying with people in India, you're not alone. I mean, there's people praying for children everywhere.
0: Do you feel like? in the midst of the struggle, God showed up or was present in ways that surprised you? Or you just felt like people were present and were encouraging to you, and so that was helpful?
2: Yes, I definitely feel like God showed up multiple times. Just putting other things in my life, like I spent a lot of time with, I have four nieces, so I spent a lot of time with them, even though at that time I couldn't be a mother. I could be an aunt and lots of friends, children, like spending time with them. The biggest time I felt like this is one of the most beautiful moments ever. And just talking about highs and lows during this, this was absolutely a high and a low. I actually had a travel assignment in Tacoma, Washington. I was almost to Montana, I was in North Dakota. There was the biggest rainbow ever across the sky. I was listening to music, and I'm not sure the title of the song, but it's I'm gonna dance in the middle of the storm. But this song and the rainbow. And then my assignment got canceled. <laughs> So I had driven almost to Montana. And I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> and they were like, nope, we're, we're canceling like four travel nurses for this assignment. So did pay your I- Did mileage? No, they did not pay for anything. Oh my goodness. So I went to Theodore Roosevelt National Park for a few days. But I knew I was pregnant before I took a pregnancy test because that rainbow and then that assignment got canceled and that song coming on, everything at once. I was like, I don't even need to take a pregnancy test. Like, I wow. just know. Like, I just know that, like, wow. things are changing, that this is happening. But I'm sure you guys know the song. Let me try to find it. And then I listened to this song, like, all during my pregnancy. Raise a hallelujah. Oh, oh Jonathan yeah. David Helser? Oh, yeah. We do that here. Yes, you do. That's why I was like, I don't know why. Okay.
1: Oh, that's once, so cool. Once you decided to get a donor, did it take a long time for you to get pregnant? No, the first time. First time. <laughs>
2: For real? Even though you're for doctors, real. You're After infer- eleven years of infertility, first time. Because <laughs> they said it was you. Like you were the one that had well, issues with right? It was definitely me. I have clotting issues I didn't know about. And the biggest thing is my body doesn't make progesterone to maintain a pregnancy. So I used medications and like oral medicines, injections, and then progesterone to maintain a pregnancy through the whole first trimester. First time. <laughs> I was like, is this for real? Yeah. At that point, there'd be a lot of questions and doubts. And and then that uh, is also hard. Before I decided to use a donor, I met with, she's actually Luke's pediatrician, because I had told a high school friend that I've been single since 2019. Now I had one relationship after my marriage for a year. And it just takes like two years. I feel like two years, like minimum to like meet someone, date, get engaged, get married. My OB physician told me, if you want to have children, you really need to be doing it now, like with your infertility. And I'm 36, I'll be 37 in May. So he was like, with your age, with everything you should be trying. And I was like, um... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I met with that pediatrician and I asked her what made her brave enough to pursue that by herself because she had done fostering, I think quite a bit. And then she decided to move to using a donor also. And she actually has a one-year-old also. So I know two physicians that use donors right around the same time as me, but they both have baby girls. And I think they're both a month or two younger than Luke. So that support. But I met with her at Generations actually for about an hour and she talked a lot to me and that gave me the confidence to do it by myself. And Mm -hmm. I talked to my sister Colleen is a huge support. I talked to her. I talked to my parents about it to see about like if they would be willing to babysit while I work. So I'm very grateful for the support of the whole community. And that's another reason church is so important. And I was thinking about it while I filled out the list of like things that you like or would like to be involved with of the church with that list, Greg Skills asked us. Skills and interests. Yes. Greg asked us to fill out because just that connection of meeting with people. If I didn't go on the mission trip, I don't think that I would be so close with Carrie. And he made me a dragonfly for my window that stained glass that I have like right in front of my kitchen window. I put a farm sink in my kitchen just Mm. so I can bathe Luke longer in the sink. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that dragonfly. It's so beautiful. And he made crosses. And this is actually a really funny story. One morning, someone gave – we were just walking around. But they gave us teak wood, blocks of teak wood. And Carrie made everybody that went on the mission trip crosses out of it. I have it hanging in my kitchen. But Ellen got to take this back in her suitcase – And every time we went through security, they're like, What? You took the block. I took blocks of wood in my suitcase. And at one point, I think there were like 10 people laughing at me. Oh my gosh. As I'm like explaining, like, this is wood. It was given to us as a gift. One of the people that's on our mission trip is a woodworker and he's going to make things out of this.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm sure that's an interesting sight. Just blocks of teak wood
2: jammed in a. They're like hitting it on the table. Like, what's inside? Yeah. How do you open this? But seeing, like, the people in your church with you in your kitchen, because I have the cross that Carrie made and then that dragonfly that he made. And just, like, God surrounding with you those people, too. Like, I feel like where I sat at church, the acres were behind me. Carrie was close to me. Like, Lisa was close to me. And then you can sit close to someone but until you really interact with them and bond with them and i thought it was really good on all the flights we sat by different people so i got to talk to chuck who i haven't really like been close with so i got to talk to him got to talk to greg got to talk to bruce and you know bruce is so quiet and i'm like
0: <laughs> you Probably sit there like. while,
2: while, yeah. while I talk to you. i tell you stories.
0: <laughs> I love that. And I love that you appreciate that because I feel like those things are really, really important, but they don't have to be. I mean, they're important for life. But they don't have to really be important to people. Like people can miss how massive and huge it is to have community Mm -hmm. or people that will hold you in your life or people that will surround you in your life, you know. Mm -hmm. But once you experience it, sometimes to the depth that like you've experienced it or you've needed it, Mm -hmm. sometimes maybe we don't even feel like we need it. But then the moments where you need it and you get it, there's such an appreciation and gratitude for those things then. Mm
2: -hmm. Gratitude for the little things.
0: Yeah. That's
2: what's the most important, the little things.
0: But I just appreciate that you say, you know, you can come in and you can sit next to people, and that's fine. You can do that. You can come to church and sit next to people. But there's just something about those moments where there's bonding, true connection, and that's where you find people are there for you. I love Carrie so much.
2: Um, On a sign on the mission trip, it said Mrs. Carrie. So I have him saved as Mrs. Carrie in my phone. (laughs) And we, like, joke about it to each other all the time. I'm like, little is Scary. <laughs> Did they think a woman was coming? I think so.
0: <laughs> Great. Well, he does have – well, whether it's in India or outside of India, and you kind of just shared a supernatural story, driving out and seeing oh, the yeah. rainbow and knowing you were pregnant. Like, that was a God moment, <laughs> oh, right? hundred percent. But other than that, I mean, do you have one that you want to share
2: outside of that? I feel like those are my biggest ones while I was in India – for the first time, like, praying with all those people, like, I felt my fingers get warm. Like, you hear those stories. But that, I felt like, was supernatural to me.
0: Yeah, when the Holy Spirit shows up, I feel like there are physical responses, mm-hmm. and sometimes
2: it is heat. And then I feel like the majority of mine have been at work, where like you can definitely feel the presence of God often, I mean, <laughs> with babies. But I feel like that's probably one of the biggest ones for me, like that rainbow and the song and just, just like knowing in my heart. Such a
1: delight getting to talk to you today and hearing your story about infertility and having Luke through a donor and Mm -hmm. just your experiences delivering babies and that impact that you have on our community and Mm -hmm. being a part of church. And you're, you're just full of all sorts of things today, Mm -hmm. getting involved in community and surrounding yourself with community. It's so neat to see God's hand on your life and how yeah. you know you had a dream that you felt like wasn't ever gonna come true. You know, God still gave you the desires of your heart in an unconventional way. He's walking that journey with you and your community. So thanks for sharing with us.
2: Thank you for having me. Yeah. Appreciate I'm so you, ladies. Yes.
1: <laughs> I appreciate you too. Make sure you tune in next week for another special guest. Bye. Bye.